Evening everybody, Lee here. Uh, our regular listeners will know that we recently did a Supernatural Stories episode, or not, depending on your beliefs. Uh, but it seems to have gone down quite well, and we've spoken to a few people who said they've got interesting stories of their own. So, as we tempted the idea at the end of our last episode, we're going to do a follow-up at some point. So if any of you have uh, stories of your own that you think would be interesting, that you wouldn't mind us sharing with the listeners... Uh, feel free to either record them and email them over to us at info at welcometohorror.com or otherwise you can type them out and send them to us and we will read them out on the show. Uh, If you'd rather not use your name, we will use your first name otherwise, but if you'd rather go under an alias, include that in the message and we'll be sure to use that. Thanks very much and enjoy the show. Good evening and welcome to Horror. I'm Lee. I'm Chris. I'm Adam. And tonight I will be Jennifer. Lady Jennifer. Singing live. (laughs) Less of the singing. Tonight, Matthew, I will be Wayne Sleeps. Um, (laughs) Near dancer, right? Anyway, I'm getting off. Yeah. Um, Yes, uh, there will be spoilers. There will be spoiling. We are covering a great film. We are joined by Lady Jennifer because she is both a professional in the field and a mahoosive fan of this movie. Um, So as Chris has seen this film before, which we will discuss very shortly, and Adam hadn't, we are going to kick off this evening. What were your first impressions of the voices? Oh, yeah, we're discussing the voices, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The Ryan Reynolds movie from... uh, 2014. 2014. I think we better make that clear because... It wasn't until I was on IMDb that I realised quite how many films called The Voices there are. <laughs> yeah. And at least three others are horror films. Oh, oh wow. Mm. Are so, any of them yeah. worth watching? Are any of them anywhere near as possibly good as this one might be? Oh, so I've no idea. I really have no idea. I just noticed it and I was like, right, it can't be those ones because they haven't got Deadpool in them. So that's <laughs> double. Right, so I, I do want to know why you didn't watch it for so long and because i would have thought you'd really like this adam so it'll be interesting to know to find out the truth well i mean it's i, I it wasn't a avoidance thing if anything i just didn't know anything about it and presumably it was just not one that lee or jennifer showed me but mm. you know um, it would just yeah. hadn't come up on one of our sort of film nights or whatever like that. So I think that's. I don't know if you're a bit anti Ryan Reynolds. <gasps> no, not at all. No, I mean, and but although there is, um, that's something that I found interesting reading. It was like looking into it was the fact that most of the stuff talking about this contemporaneously only has. Uh, oh yeah, he's the guy. Uh, he's Van Wilder, party liaison. <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, this is just pre that real sort of well Deadpool basically but he's real mm. sort of like stratospheric stardom sort of thing mm. um so yes I don't I certainly wasn't that I do have to ask Lee the question 
do you only watch comedies about mentally ill people and conga dancing? Yes. <laughs> that, yes. I, yeah, I can see this would have also worked very well with with uh, a perfect host. Mm-hmm. And also, I also would have to ask: Do I only ever see Gemma Arterton in things about men- mentally ill people divorced from reality? Because <laughs> going into it, I was like, I don't know that name, and then I was like, Oh no, she's in Tom and Jerry in Inside Number Nine. Yeah, and yeah, but again, it's one of those things where just I've, I think pretty much everyone in this, apart from Ryan Reynolds, all the names, I was like, I know the name, I don't think I've ever seen them in anything. Um. Like Anna Kendrick, I was like, well, I know that name. Yeah, I hear yeah. that name a lot, but I don't think I've consciously seen everything. But I mean, I'm I don't know how I feel about the voices. It's I think it's a lot sadder than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. Or do you know what I mean? It's a lot bleaker. I think mm. I was too hooked up on horror comedy, which I it's got funny bits, but I don't think it's a comedy no, in I that sense. Too, Adam, as Chris will explain later, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. The dance number at the end, so you leave on such a high, you go, oh, that was yeah. great fun. And, and it is. And, and then you watch it again and go, oh, yeah, but it's really brilliant. There are some Horrible details. Yeah. <laughs> I saw someone. I saw someone call it a karaoke version of Red Dragon. <laughs> and I get that where it's the sort of versus the reality of it. Mm. And but yeah, it's it's a just it's a very strange beast of a film. Mm. It's sort of it's neither fish nor fowl. It's mm. sort of yeah, I couldn't I don't know. I certainly it's left me thinking, which is always good. Mm. Yeah. And there were bits oh. in it that I really enjoyed. And there were performances and everything that I really enjoyed, but I just can't quite I still haven't skewed it in my head. Mm, and so I wonder if way, us talking about it will yeah. have any change. Well, that's the thing, is because I haven't had that opportunity. Mm. Usually a lot of the films are sort of ones that we've come to either, through either excitedly because we've just seen it or it's ones that have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, last one we did Session 9 is a film that I knew... And really enjoyed that one time that I'd watched it and it was sort of there and I'd got a grip on it. But I think with this, it's it's too new for what it is for me to even say what I liked about it. Or, yeah, it's just a, a very odd beast. But I think also I would like to rewatch it just on the point of view that I now know yeah. where it's pitched. As well. I think there's bits, something there you don't notice the first time. But by the fourth or fifth time, you kind of appreciate. Yeah, mm. I think and you're I think experiencing that's... my my difficulty having just watched the brand new film of when it has, especially when it is a comedy horror, and it's like, how funny is that necessarily? Because mm. yeah, it's knowing mm. how am I meant to feel about this? Like, is it actually something that's being funny but really is dark and potentially sad? Which this certainly does have a, a strong element of. Because I think it was like when we watched when we watched My Bloody Banjo, and as we mm. said, there was very much, you know, the first half of it is actually quite a, a kind of a difficult watch, but everything is so heightened and so obviously in a daft world, mm. which I don't think this is, even though it's essentially, basically, it's really weird because it's the serial killer 
it's a serial killer film told from the point of view of the idealized delusional reality of that serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> which That's what I loved. It's just which should hit so many fucking buttons for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's sort of like I'm still sort of like processing in a way, I think. Is it because it's Ryan Reynolds and you're like, oh, but he's sexy and cute and he dances. And it's like, oh, I, I don't know if it's that because curiously enough, I didn't really like Jerry. No, nah. well, you're not going to like him, I suppose, are you? I, yeah. I mean, quite quite worryingly, mm. I really like Mr. Whiskers, although... Oh, cool, cool, two dozen. Although absolute, absolutely negative points, he should have been called Frank. That's all. <laughs> shouldn't have a comedy cutesy name. Oh, no, he should. You know, That's the juxtaposition. I like that. Just, yeah. But um, although, uh, obviously... Friend and friend of the podcast and sometime guest and Moss Eisley Happy Hour alumnus, Mr. Wesley Smith, mm. does always say that cats should have a prefix. Yeah. Mm. They should be Mr. or Miss, mm. you know, that and then their name. So, you know, it, fo- it follows the Wesley standard, which is always good. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just sort of, yeah, it's just I'm glad bizarre. It's so, you and got you thinking. I think that's definitely a yeah, good. That, without a shadow of a doubt, that means I'm. I'm not dismissing this film whatsoever. That is, it's not. I don't like this film. This is like, I need to pour over this. I need to process and think about this. And and like I say, it probably is like if I rewatch it, I think I'll find it because I've watched it the once for mm-hmm. the show, um, like uh, the other night. But that you know, I need to sort of. I know how Chris make, time. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, yeah so yeah. Chris, as as it's your second viewing, please tell yeah. me where you are. Yeah, and it was a few years ago now that we watched it first, and I d- I don't remember being told much about it, so I don't know that I knew exactly what to expect. And it it's mm. it is quite an experience, um, <laughs> especially if you haven't seen many others, you know, of of similar genre. Mm. Um, but I've got to say, I, I definitely remember liking Ryan Reynolds. I'm fairly certain it was the first time I'd seen him. Mm. And I thought when we first watched it and this time again, I do think he plays the character well. Mm. Um, oh, I, yeah. Like, he, he's, uh, he, like, he's very awkward. You know, he doesn't have any friends and he doesn't really know how to socialise with people. And yet there is something still charming about him while also very creepy Mm. And he, he does get all of that across yeah. in different ways at different times, and I think that is effective. And, and I suppose it's it's hard for me not to like a film that is potentially trying to. Or, uh, so this is a debate I have with some people occasionally about when, uh, well, possibly that, yeah. No, so <laughs> when when comedies appear to be being very offensive potentially and laughing at something, I think sometimes the comedians are doing it in a way to potentially get the people who otherwise wouldn't care whatsoever about that particular topic to first laugh, but then maybe get across something a bit extra where they're like, okay, no, I kind of see something there. Mm. Um, So, so in this, it's like, are we just laughing at someone with a mental illness or. I feel sorry for him. or, Or the purpose is to, to perhaps capture an audience that wouldn't necessarily always think, oh, I'm going to be interested in watching a documentary about mental illness, but I'll watch this film. Oh, and actually it's going to be a few things to think about where, yeah, you know, I never really thought somebody growing up who uh, has inherited a genetic mental illness, 
it would appear and also traumatized by having to kill their mother it's probably gonna have some impact on them later on nurture well yeah <laughs> and, so, and so you know what like i'm sure there may be somebody like that and um yeah what sort of things they go through i mean he is he is essentially trying to get on in life hmm. and that's and then things happen in a way like well like if you feel sorry for him because you, you probably do life, yeah and he's almost stuck but I also think mm. if it wasn't as attractive, like it wasn't Ryan Reynolds playing him, you probably wouldn't feel quite as much pity. Potentially. And well, he's, he's got a very boyish... Yeah, and that kind of... Work. And charm. It's like he hasn't grown up, mm. yeah. really. Maybe when they have those snatches where he goes back to... When mm. when he stops take when he starts taking the medication and sees the world for as it the is the way it where really he, is yeah so I was gonna say I love nothing I love talks he's got a rotten style. head in the fridge the yeah. place is covered in pet shit and yeah. bleak and yeah. everything else like that maybe he shouldn't have looked maybe he shouldn't have been played by Ryan Reynolds oh, oh yeah changed a different yeah. so it's almost like Ryan Reynolds yeah. is his idealised mm. expression yeah, yeah that like, could have been yeah good. I'm a bit goofy but you know yeah. I'm, I'm attractive and then actually it's a good it turns out <laughs> yeah who would play him Adam which actor would be suitably I I don't know I think I, I've I've got this oh, I think I could give it a good go oh, go on Chris <laughs> That's it, just me. personally yeah <laughs> I, I could pull that off fair enough a miserable version <laughs> of Ryan Reynolds. All right. Lee's going to find someone, are you? Oh. Oh, dear. Well, wait. No, well, no. While we're, well, yeah, while, while Lee's the... processing. Because yeah. that was the other thing as well, is that kind of there's, I think there's a, obviously, I think in terms of it being about mental health, mm. I think that there is, Basically, I found Jerry selfish mm, yeah. in so much as it's like, yes, I know that everything's shit, mm. but you haven't taken your pills and now people are dead. And it's not like you're not receiving help. You've gone to a psychiatrist, to, uh, to a, a, a medical professional to seek help for it. She has told you to take your medicine and you're not doing it because it's better if the cat's if the dogs talk to you, wait, wait was and he? You don't live was in a he? Shithole. Did he choose to go to? I thought that was part of. His oh yeah, it's part of. But that's so the thing to, is yeah. that you can't argue the case. A lot of the time, when especially when you read about, like, not so much now, but sort of uh, older cases with serial killers and things like that, is it's clear that the world just did not have any form of infrastructure to try and. Help, yeah, help mentally ill people. But, but, but I th so, well, so I, I thought the point of this was that yeah, right, there is some infrastructure, but it's still not working. And then the scene where he but, but tries up and takes her to the field, taking them. No, yeah, but the argument. I this think, is the, I think... argument. this is the discussion I had with Jennifer, and what she said quite rightly as, a, as an expert in the field, um, yeah, is that. The, but unfortunately, the side effects of the meds they make people feel unwell, etc. So as mm. soon as you start feeling better. Your immediate thing is, well, I'm fine now, so I can just stop. Yeah, taking I, I think there would actually be a lot of people that would do that. Oh, there's a lot. Of, it's a, it's a very difficult thing because basically you're asking people who have a unstructured mind to do something structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's not a it's not a good system. But I just found that it was because even down to that, where it's like he basically spends an afternoon 
cold turkey, well, cold turkey of his mental yeah. illness, essentially. Or no, hot turkey because he's on the drugs. So <laughs> he spends an afternoon hot turkey, then just ch- chucks him away and makes himself yeah. sick but, because. But, it's... But, the, but, the, but it's like you said though, the, the meds are not what you would call perfect. So and especially Absolutely. some people, I think, respond really badly to them. Others mm. not so badly. So that's really hard to say. Everyone gets exactly the same result. So if they mm. really do make you feel awful, and plus he has no support network, he's got no friends, no family. But, but the only thing him. that they show you in there that the side effects of the drug for him are is that he sees the world as it truly is. Yeah, no, but I think and I think like, that's, they show it sorry, that way. Mate, they don't but, spend too yeah, long on it. But it I'm sure shit. that inside he's still going to be feeling a lot of pain. Oh yeah, but it's and, and no, I, I, I agree. I, I completely agree. Exactly that ideally, thing, yeah. he should. But I, I still think it's his own fault. But then, yeah, as, generally, mm. as, as soon as you're, as soon as you feel better, it would be tempting to go. Oh well, I'm fine now, so I don't have to. Well, I must be cured. Yeah. Well, it tricks you. Pink jumpsuits and the, you know the sun is shining, or mm. yeah, or I see the dull greyness. You can see why. And, and it, I mean, yeah. even just thinking of. But, people, but if people if people end up dead because of that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but he's on his own though. I think I think if he had. In his mind, some... none of it just, was just so you can watch, you know, forklift ballet. Yeah, well, exactly. I think that's a fair trade-off. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just, to, just to cut in and cheer this off, the person I was thinking of and couldn't think of his name it is uh, Eddie Marson. Oh fuck yeah, he'd have been perfect because he plays like uncomfortable and socially awkward <clears throat> perfectly. Like if you dropped him in in the points when he actually took the meds. That'd be perfect, and then you suddenly go, "Oh yeah, no, he's nothing like that. He he hasn't got that, yeah, that the, that charisma, and, and like he's all, amazing." Mm, but also, would that then also skew the movie in the way that we've been talking, where it's like, "Yeah, but do you want to be Eddie Marsden, or do you want to be Brett? Uh, do you want to be uh, yeah. Ryan Reynolds?" <laughs> you know, and the obvious answer. But is no, no offense to Mr. Marsden. I'm sure he's a fine man and uh, a fucking incredible actor. That's why he came straight to mind. I've seen him in yeah. films in the last two weeks, and both times I've been like, he gives such a stellar performance. Like, um, both yeah. of the awkward performances, um, mm. yeah, where he played he played someone who was kind of not in their comfort zone and, and was kind of in a really awkward position. Yeah, and it, that was why it just leapt to mind. I was like, he would just be absolutely perfect for this. Yeah, I think, um, and. Um... I I have someone uh, close who has um, a, a, a schizoid, a, I don't know what the term is, but it's basically a schizoid. Um, it, it's not schizophrenia because schizophrenia is permanent. Now, the interesting thing was, is a lot of the stuff I've seen, people are saying schizophrenia, which they obviously never say in the film. No, no, yeah, and I think that's very key because I think a lot of people have got hooked up on that sort of side of it. But it's uh, so uh, Claire has schizoaffective mm. um, disorder, which is essentially um, periods of schizophrenic sort of mm. uh, oh. moments. Now she takes her meds, and it's touch wood is being kept in check and everything else like that and it's not a permanent Mm. state it is a state that you can go into Mm. but so i sort of like 
if anything, I've used her as a scientific advisor on it as well. I thought we've got we've got both sides. We've got we've got we've got both um, uh, med the medical side and the experience side of uh, of the the sort of thing. And but she said that the the stuff like the forklift ballet mm. is accurate because mm. it's that pastel effect and that sort of everything's vivid and bright and yeah yeah and it's it, and she said that those bits or like when he goes and finds um fiona's body mm, yeah and, and there's no blood and it's very beautifully yeah, sort of laid mind. out it's, it's yeah. still it's still a dead body but it's kind of sanitized if you yeah, like and sort of snow white sort of feeling mm. um and also, uh, but also the bit where the voices in the fridge were arguing, mm. and the um, the sing song music like the Jerry and Fiona, Jerry and Fiona, yeah. sort mm. of like she said that those were the bits that most reflected mm. those states. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think she found was the thing with it though is that the dog and cat good versus evil hallucination. Mm. kind of doesn't gel with the rest of it because the rest of it feels right because it's kind of messy mm. Mm. whereas that is that feels too much like a conceit if you see what i mean yeah, yeah. it's very so, like, con contrived mm. that said mm. that is some of the best dog and cat uh <laughs> acting i've seen that's it dog and cat band. I, say, I knew that you'd love it and like yeah just the way both of those are that the it, and it's funny because i I genuinely forget about the dog and cat. Like, how can you forget a film in which you've got a talking dog and a talking cat and the dog is encouraging and loving and the cat is an absolute shithouse? How can you forget that? But it's part of this film. But you easily mm. can because there's but just... Is, is that is that on. dog and cat stereotyping, though? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you, so you don't think that the, the issue here is it's representation of mental illness, but it's representation of... Yeah. Stereotypes of yeah. feline and canine behaviour. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like the mental health issue. Yeah, it's not supposed to be a perfect example of a mm. specific disorder because I think there isn't one, is there? That's sort of the mm. point. Everyone experiences it very differently. So I guess for some people, that element of the devil and the angel is really big in their mental illness. Other people obviously have hallucinations. Other people might hear the voices, or so I, I guess I sort of took it as a you know, yeah, broad mm. brushstrokes of mental illness and how it might affect someone. Uh, yeah. Well, it's also a perfect conceit for describing someone, like, for mm. describing a murderer. Yes, yeah, yeah that's because, it. Because, you know, it is... Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think apparently, like, they said that they were going to do it, they wanted to get actors in to do the voices. Ah. And then... Ryan Reynolds sent the director him doing the voices like as a voice mm, message or yeah. something like that. Brilliant. And then but um but yeah, then the director she said that um it then made perfect sense because obviously everything's coming from within his mm, mind. Yeah. So it makes sense that the voices are him, mm. apart from people who have a voice, as it were. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't realise it was him, so Lee told me that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it like it they don't sound like no, him. Is it? I'm sure yeah. most of my first watch to suddenly, it's not until the point where you see him doing the dog's voice. That's mm. like, oh shit, no, it, like that is him doing those voices. And that was when I finally realised because he just, yeah, they sound so 
different. I don't know why. In my mind, doing <laughs> different accents or whatever is so difficult. So for him to do like the Scottish accent that well, I was like, no, yeah. they've obviously dubbed that over the cat. He's an actually. Did you know that? Uh, well, yeah. I know, but <laughs> accent, accents are difficult. It's paid a lot. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but there's also there's also I would refer you to the actor Sean Connery. <laughs> you know, accents are something of not Scottish accents. He's very good at them, but yeah. others are a bit of a. I mean, we could have a whole list here. It's a... yes. Um, yeah, talking about the performances earlier, you mentioned uh, Anna Hendrick. Um, I'm yes, saying, Hendrick. I I always think I definitely recognise her. Uh, so she's the second girl he kills. Yes, yeah. The one who, mm. who actually fancies him, who goes on the date with, actually fancies him. Um, the first one, Disney. Oh, really? well, I know. <laughs> Lisa. Um, yes, but I, I like. I, she's the same. I sort of recognised her face, and I'm like, I've definitely seen her in stuff. But she was so good in this. Like, I thought. Yeah, she when, when she turns. Yeah. When she starts to realise. Although, although uh, uh, that did watching it with Claire, that did make me laugh. Is when he was just outside and he's going, "No, I'll get him through the skylight and everything." Claire mm. just went. Look, just fucking read the room and go, mate. Don't want yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, but she should have as well. Run away, love. <laughs> yeah. Because actually, and that was that was something that did uh, that I thought was very true. Another thing Claire pointed out, she said, um, imagine it gender swaps, though, of mm. a woman shows a vulnerable moment and then a bloke picks her up yeah. and then goes <laughs> to HR and asks for her address. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Mm. <laughs> It yeah, come over yeah. a lot worse. In Very this. different film. In this, it's kind of a kooky comedy sort of, you know. But it's um, but no, I think I yeah, I, do, I think all the fucking uh, performances in it, I mean, and even the two like the two guys who like the two um, workmates mm. who just go round there, and it's like when he says, "Well, I'll wait here." <laughs> oh, well, you, yeah, you're a hero. You're a real hero. Thanks, <laughs> mate. You know. <laughs> But it's um, but yeah, and uh, apparently the the cat voice is a friend of Ryan Reynolds. It's like an impression he's been doing of him for twenty odd years, and, <laughs> and obviously was the first thing he thought of when it's like, I really need someone quite insulting. Yeah, does he say uh, similar he things? To give him. a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> See, I actually quite I like I liked the bits of the sort of typical dog cat stuff as well. Yeah. Where it's just like, where have you been, you fucker? I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, sort of, and just the sort of the the general, and like when the dog, uh, when the doorbell goes, and the dog's just like, it's an intruder. Yeah. I'll take a bullet yeah. for you. <laughs> Don't you worry. But... And I think that's the thing. I think this. I know we've you know, we've we've said about it. Like it's quite a hard film to hand. I was discussing it this weekend with uh, former former guest Darnie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he said, you know, I sort of said to him, yeah, it's one of those films because he'd used the the phrase earlier in the day. It was an amazing film. I can't work out who the fuck they made it for. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel about the voices. And he said the same thing. He was like, it works on every level, but I can't understand how they knew it was going to work for so many people because it's such a difficult, mm. it's a very difficult mm. concept to do. And it is extremely dark. It's extremely funny. Um yeah, it's it's just a lot to squeeze in. I don't get how they got an elevator pitch together and got this film made, but I don't well, think they did. Apparently, the script was going around Hollywood for ages. 
And there's a thing called the blacklist, which gets published every year. And it's all industry insiders like producers and um, directors and stuff like that. And they basically list the best unmade scripts of that year. Mm-hmm. And this was in the list for 2009, I think it was. So it was knocking around a lot before it actually got picked up. And at one point, um, the guy who directed one hour photo was going to do it and it was going to be Ben Stiller instead of Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. dear. Yeah. Which, oh. which I think would have been like, I think that would have potentially made this Ben Stiller's cable guy if it had have stuck to its guns of just one of those ones where it puts people off them for ages because all the Ben Stiller fans go and see it. It's probably interesting enough because Ryan Reynolds wasn't a, you know, he was famous, but he wasn't like a draw in the, yeah. do you know what I mean? In the, it's, oh, it's a Ben Stiller film. It's a Will Ferrell film or something like that. So mm. I think, yeah, I think it would have been, yeah, we we, we could have suffered. And as we especially <laughs> with the audience that he normally has, you know, like, mm. The whole romantic comedy. Can you imagine, you know, his 20-something female fans who are all massive fans of all his ro- all his rom-coms coming and seeing it and just being like, what the yeah. shit? Because it starts, as you said, it starts off because it's all from his point of view and it's all his delusions. Mm. It starts off so nice. So that point where he actually murders Gemma, Gemma, Gemma Arterton, again, like that still gets me. Like the, the fact that it's an accident to begin with is bad, but then when he just keeps stabbing her, yeah, yeah. Like that That's is vicious. really mm. bad. That was one other thing that occurred to me when I was watching it, though, is I was like, everything is from his point of view and everything is sanitised by his point of view. Are they accidents? Well, well, yeah. yeah. No, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It was like yeah. I saw, when I when I went down that, I was like, fuck, this is taking it down a fucking dark path. Because yeah. <laughs> then it was like, especially when it's like, you know, it's a mercy killing, but as said by Jeffrey Dahmer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like you know, oh, I slit, I, I had to slit his throat after I, I strangled him because he hadn't really reacted well to me drilling a hole in his head and putting acid in his brain. It's <laughs> well, I kind of with the deer, like when mm. the deer comes through, the deer's going, "Please kill me, please kill me." I was like, drag it off the bonnet to the side of the road and cut his throat. Don't cut his throat in your car across her lap. Like, that's definitely going to freak her out. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's not very good at social cues. Mm. Yeah. And it's, no. see, that's the thing, is that that makes actually quite a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's probably not going to occur yeah. at that point. But it did sort of, you know, and I think there's... Because actually, I mean, the bit where... Um, where he kills Lisa, I think. Well, I was thinking that, that's much. That feels like fucking Frankenstein or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like you you have sim you have you are me- you may have a sympathy for the monster, mm. but it's a monster and an entirely innocent person's coming and he's going to get and he's going to die. Yeah, mm. and it's yeah, it's just a weird sort of. So I think that one comes over a lot darker. Whereas the but would he have killed her though, one if, almost, if she hadn't gone in and seen it all? I mean, eventually. Oh yeah, probably. no, she should but, have fucked but, off as soon as she got. But the he message. was. I mean, they were kind of getting on mm. reasonably well, and and he'd had a chance to earlier on when he's taken her down the you know the dark path. But, but is that we hope that he would be able to be redeemed? You know, like that's well, that's where it appears. Yeah, you're thinking he's going to kill her, and then he doesn't, and so it's like, oh, actually, there is something, but then it goes wrong again. Well, it does, yeah, but it goes wrong again because. 
she brings she... the reality in that he can't take. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like shit. I'm now. Ha- I know what this fucking room really looks like, and now yeah. there's someone here actualizing that. But that's yeah. why it seems and like it's... potentially they are all accidents. Because oh no, that's that one. That one I'm, is that was just a reading I took of it where it was like, well, if oh, yeah, yeah, heightened or fantasized, like, that's shit. Mm. Is that yeah? Does it kind of change that tone as well? You know, it's very sort of. And that, um, that's what I love about this. This is why it help, holds up so well to to rewatching, as you say, because every time you watch it, you you look at it. You could slightly... interpret, but mm. that's it. I mean, the whole thing is about perception. I mean, whether he is mentally or not like everyone perceives things sometimes wildly differently uh, you know certainly some of the things in here i think we would all perceive equally the same but it, it, it like to think of that life is about perception and yeah. mistaking things mm. you mm. hopefully just don't end up stabbing a lot of people from it but to, you know. to be honest i think i think lee lee pairing this with split and obviously uh, oh. we won't get into it now but oh. when we get to split the interesting thing is, is that again, split is about you view it from the point of view of everyone, where it's like, oh, this is the explanation for what is going on here, mm. and actually, there's more to it, and the world okay. is wrong, mm. like the norm, in inverted commas, the normal yeah. world, the real world is wrong about what's happening here, but the real world has interpreted this way, whereas this mm. is the opposite, where it's his. He's Fantasy. interpreting it wrong. Yeah, yeah. It, and mm. sort of how, it, and it's yeah. So it's going to be an interesting. I think it's an interesting pairing mm. in mm. that sense. Um, but all in all, I mean, actually, and um, one thing I was going to say is, did you spot the bloke from Andor? Um, because oh. um, because the uh, director um, Marjon uh, Satrapi, uh, I saw an interview with her and she just said that she really wanted to do like films in England. So a lot of, so obviously you've got Gemma Arterton in there, mm. um, but you've got quite a few sort of like uh, English or sort of British actors in here and stuff like that. But yeah, the guy who played the um, sheriff is a guy called Stanley Townsend, but he was in Andor recently as the, he was the oh, fat no. commandant. They robbed the yeah, uh, money you. reserve off of. Yeah, I knew That's I recognised him. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's also the really rich um, Middle Eastern guy in Toast of London who makes yeah. Toast appear in a, uh, a film about hanging Prince Philip. So <laughs> for his war crimes. So, but I was just like, wow, he's really good because I could because I was like, I know you from something, but he's just very convincingly. An American sheriff in this, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, he's got that look, hasn't he? It's yeah, it's, uh, he's got yeah. the right sort of feeling for it, and it was, um, but yeah, I think the and I'm I want to put it out there because I think it's an important thing because it's mental health and stuff like that. That obviously, if you've experienced, if you're experiencing any difficulties or any of the anything that's uh, heard in this film has affected you in any way. Uh, yeah, go and fucking seek help because I think that's that. That was I've, I've written it down here as my Springer's final thought. If this yeah. film <laughs> films don't need to have a message, this film doesn't need to have a message. But if it does have a message, it's don't be a selfish fuck. Seek it's help up. and take your meds. Drugs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the thing. I was discussing this with someone recently. Actually, like I do think it's good that in the last few years, maybe in the last ten years, that going and seeing someone if you're not feeling mm. like it's p- 
perfectly normal and you know a large majority of people like it used to be very friendly. I, I remember yeah when we were yeah. young like it was just not well, you wouldn't presumably when jerry was young yeah yeah and i think that may have a point to it as well mm. yeah if you catch stuff early like you know with any any illness whether it's physical uh, or mental, mm. catch it early enough yeah got time to you've got more time well, to deal with it like I remember adults laughing about, you know, psychotherapy and, and all therapy as if it was some sort of a silly, made-up, you know, rubbish yeah. for... And it's like, yeah, it's, it's not real science. And, all right, yeah, it may not be physics or chemistry, but it's clearly very important. Definitely it's well, it's, it's, we need it's to do a lot more research. And, yeah. It's health, and the trouble is, is that it's not health that's obvious. If you break your leg, mm. you can see it. Yeah. If you cut, if you have a... a Rays, you can see it, but you can't see those on a uh, on the inside. Although I bet the uh, same people that would laugh about it might still take cancer seriously. So you know, you don't always see that. The thing is, it, again, it's, it's a difficulty as well, isn't it? You know, we all say we're all very British. People say, "How are you?" you go, "Yeah, I'm great." You might be having the worst day you've had in the last six months, <laughs> but someone says, "Hey, are you?" you go, "Yeah, I'm all right." Like you just, yeah, and I think that's and why it goes under the radar. Well, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Mm. That goes through it. Although he, he thinks he is. On face value, everything he says is like yeah. fine and yes, and you're taking the medication. He sort of says, "Oh, oh, mm -hmm. I'm really, yeah, and, yeah. and we know it's not. It's not quick. Stop him. That, and, you know. I have to say that bit got me though. Yeah. When it was just sort of like, well, you know, but when I'm not on my meds, I can see the universe for what it is, and this huge long speech about seeing through the sort of areas of reality to find a true meaning. So you have stopped taking your meds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, mm. so we'd better wrap up here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, mm. So this is definitely a recommend from myself and yes. from Lady Jennifer. Absolutely. Chris? Yeah, from me, definitely. Adam? It's a recommend from me because I think I'm I'm curious, and funnily enough, Claire, Claire had said it as well, which is don't know who this is for. Mm. Yeah. And I want to find out... Uh, I, I might be unhappy with the answer, but I want to find out, you know, there's, yeah, there's I, something about it. It's, I think it's one of those, I don't know who it's got in there. Equally, I would show it to almost anybody because I think yeah. it's got things in it. I recommended it to A-level students. And mm. <laughs> after I'd watched it the first time, when I had a sort of rose-tinted view of it, and I was like, oh, brilliant, we're teaching schizophrenia. It's really good because it does show that sort of you know opposing views and then of course mm. I it to Chris and Shelley and they were horrified <laughs> so I haven't mentioned it to students since just in case <laughs> I had one student bless him he came back in like you know a few weeks later and obviously I watched that it was really interesting so mm. you know yay <laughs> I, I think that's the thing is the good thing is is that all of us do say we found it sad mm. yeah and that's that's Good. Probably yeah. the point in a in a way is that at least it got that across. Mm. It is. I'm it, not going to go to the point of tragedy because I think that's when uh, someone mm. loses or whatever. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's just a bit yeah. Yeah, but again, like you say, it calls conversations that we've yeah. had. Even mm. seen yeah. it half a dozen times. We mm. still discussed it again after this watch because it still every time makes me think about it in a slightly different way um yeah, do these things help to make my mental illness less taboo and yeah. easier to talk about possibly absolutely um so in a, in a in a very stark difference to this as adam said we'll be watching split mm. uh, in a fortnight's time um i don't think there'll be much 
being on the side of that character there, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, no, I can't wait. I haven't watched it for a while, so. No, yeah. I, I, we saw it when it first came out and haven't watched it again mm. since, but yeah, I just was blown away by it. So while M. Night is still at the top of the tree at the moment, we'll, uh, <laughs> before he has another one of his troughs, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll be watching Split in a fortnight's time. Thanks ever so much for listening, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.